Hello everyone, this is Wikilickers bringing you a special with just Gabby and I, Aaron. Whoa! Uh, and we're going to do pens today, as in the writing instrument. I'm uh, pretty excited. Are you excited? I'm you very excited. I have piles and piles of pens. I'll, I'll have you know, Gabby, I'm a, I'm not like a, like a super high-end pen connoisseur, but I do enjoy a good writing instrument. I think I'm the exact opposite. I can't remember the last time I used a pen. I'm looking around my desk and I see one and I'm actively trying to think, when was the last time I used a pen? Can't think of it. What do you, <laughs> how do you make marks on things? You, why why would I make marks on things when I have a cell phone? Wait, wait, wait. So you don't live by <laughs> sticky notes and like little drawings? No, I use the notes on my iPhone. That is so amazing. Yeah, this is my life. This is how you, I live. Do you ever like to draw or color or anything like that? I paint. I like to oh, paint. There you go. Well, you have paint. You don't need pens. Yeah. I have I have a bucket of pens that are like standard pens, and I'm talking like a shoebox, like mm. a, one of the plastic shoebox bins. And then I have a, a, a box called Fancy Pens. Ooh, Fancy Pens. And, and then I have a... Uh, old sandwich bag, like a freezer bag that's sealable, uh, yeah. full of my art pins that I like to carry oh. around with me in my satchel. You have and a satchel? I have a little, <laughs> well, that's an even weirder story. It's, Please it's, talk it's, about the satchel more. It's, I need to... it's, well, it's more like a little book bag, like, like, a, little, like a little tote bag. A little but, tote um, bag? I actually uh, took a pair of suspenders and took them apart and put a suspender strap on it because I didn't like the other strap. And now, it's, so it's a bouncy tote bag. But anyway, <laughs> it has a freezer. Bag. It has it bounces when I walk. It kind of like rebobs. A, a bouncy tote bag with like twenty thousand pens. It's got so many <laughs> pens and little sketchbooks. But if I get if I start bouncing at the wrong cadence, you know, it'll it'll whack me. Oh my gosh! Uh, oh man, back to the bag episode where we talked about uh, <laughs> you know that's that's how you're that's how you're gonna kill someone with your bag of pens. <laughs> Sort of swing it and releases all these sharp stick-like <laughs> objects. It'll yeah. be one of the most colorful deaths ever. <laughs> and then I have a, a two jars of pens in my sort of working area where I do my sort of you know work paid-for work. So mm, paid I have a lot work. of pens. Yeah. I feel but, like um, if you made a person that was just you and me combined, we would have the perfect person for pens because I have I always have the most trouble finding a pen. Like it's mm. a real struggle just to find a pen because I'm like, oh my god, I don't even use these. Where do I find one? <laughs> like if I have to write a check or something, I'm like, God, where, where's a pen? I, I'm just I don't keep them around. And you have too many pens. So if we found a middle, perfect. Yeah. Pen well, if you ever need to borrow a pen, <laughs> just stop by. I guess. <laughs> stop by Tennessee. <laughs> and look, and look, look anywhere in my house, and surely there'll just be pens everywhere. <laughs> I just walk in, I open the door, it's like a flood of pens. <laughs> there, there's actually at my local like craft store, there's a um, bin of pens that are all like uh, fifty cents, and basically they just have so many different kinds of writing instruments that when they get disorganized, I think that people just throw them in that bin because they don't want to figure out where they go. Yeah. So I mean, every time I happens. go in there, I raid them, and I go to the counter and I buy all of these markers and pins and stuff. And they're like, "Yeah, the problem, 
You have a pen problem. I like. It's an addiction. Yeah, I like yeah. it though. I, like... I I've never been fancy though. I've never like bought like a fancy like a Mont Blanc or whatever mm. those are called. You should you should definitely get a fancy pen. If you have all these pens, you should get one fancy one. Mm, I would need a very detailed and sophisticated tracking system for this pen mm. because That's the true. wall of of Aaron losing things. <laughs> If it's expensive and nice, it will be lost immediately. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, when you're living in a sea of pens, I can imagine things go, you know, missing. Yeah, yeah. Also, I don't want the others to feel like I have a favorite, you know. Oh yeah, that's true. It's I just don't... like children; you can't have one nicer than the other, else they think they're favored. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> now we're pens are my children. <laughs> they need to all be equally bad. <laughs> I feel bad sometimes when I don't use certain ones enough. You know, it's like, oh, you don't like my color, huh? Do you name them? Mm, not, not that I can think of. Maybe. <laughs> Have you named any before? Sometimes I'll be like, oh, the you know the real bright one, that bright one, or the running oh. one. Yeah, I bet that's how yeah. parents talk about their kids too. So <laughs> <laughs> Which one were you, the bright one or the runny one? <laughs> I was one, the one I forgot about all the time. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> she just runs around everywhere. All, all right. right. Well, I, I will I will get us started here. This is a fairly short article. It has a lot of tangent articles. Mm. But basically, this, wiki, this Wikipedia page for pins kind of breaks down a little history, and then it talks about some types. So I think that'll be cool. I'm, like, I'm looking forward to this history section, but I'll get us started with the opener. A mm. pen is a common writing instrument that applies ink to a surface, usually paper for writing or drawing. It's good for both. Mm. Early true. pens, such as reed pens, quill pens, dip pens, and ruling pens, which I've never heard of. That's cool. I mean, you know, when you have the leader of pens, it's like shadow facts. <laughs> You know how they interact? They introduce chat effects, and they're like, "It's the Lord of all horses." This is, you know, the rolling pens. It makes sense. You got to have the, a leadership. The, they're probably very ornate. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. Rolling pens held a small amount of ink on a nib, so it's just like a little bit in the bottom, mm. or in a small void or cavity, which had to be periodically recharged by dipping the tip of the pen into an inkwell. Okay, we've all seen that movies, right? Like they're dipping the pen in the writing and then. Yeah, again. I've watched Harry Potter. So much work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Harry Potter, olden times. Yeah, olden times. <laughs> Today, such pens find only a small number of specialized uses, such as illustration and calligraphy. So people still use those a little bit. Reed pens, quill pens, and dip pens, which were used for writing, have been replaced by ballpoint pens, rollerball pens. Those sound very similar. Yeah, those Bound are dumb. pens, felt and cer or ceramic tip pens so felt tip or ceramic tip pens ruling pens which were used for technical drawing interesting and cartography have been replaced by technical pens such as the radiograph i, I have no idea i'm kind of interested it, it kind of makes sense i can understand the pen hierarchy because you know we got rid of monarchs too if that makes sense you know now we have uh you know politicians and stuff so it makes sense they had the you know phase out the rolling pens yeah, we can't just have this ruling pen running around, do whatever it wants, making up decrees and such. You know, we want a democracy of writing tools. 
<laughs> just because you were made a rolling pen doesn't mean you rule, you know? You were, you were, you were, you were the chosen one. It was granted by the spirits. <laughs> you were the grandest of pens, the ruling pen. All of these modern pens contain internal ink reservoirs such that they do not need to be dipped in ink while writing. Well, I got to admit, that sounds like a real chore having to, to go back and forth. I feel like it would yeah. set off some awesome OCD kind of stuff, though. I kind of... Like dip, 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 dip. Right, right, right. I think I would like to have to, like, dip because, like, whenever you're, whenever you're writing, it's like you're writing what you're thinking. But I think I have the mm. issue where I say what's on my mind too quickly. So if mm. I had to dip, you know, I could have that, that like, second to go, should I write this? It's like forced yeah, thinking. I can see that. I thought you were going to say you should come up with a device that wouldn't allow you to talk until you dipped a pin, but I don't know how that would work. <laughs> <laughs> that Man, sounds got, confusing. I'll have to ask the rolling pins how that works, because mm -hmm. obviously they know. <laughs> We've got some good ideas over there. <laughs> well, you want to read the type section and maybe cover a few of these if they look interesting to you. It's pretty long, but, you know, take your take your pick. Actually, what do you think of me skipping the types? Because we kind of already kind of covered them and just going down to history. Let's do it. But if you don't mind, let me make sure there's nothing in here that is like super juicy. All right. You look for the juice. Mm, I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. so have you ever used a pen ever? I mean, yeah, I've definitely used a pen. It sounded like it earlier because sometimes you said you look for one. I don't know what you're doing that you're writing checks, but you know. <laughs> what, what what I haven't written a check in like a decade. I don't even know <laughs> I don't even know you could get one. I um I used to whenever I was in college, I used to have a landlord that didn't have anything set up like oh. electronic. So they they took cash or check. So I do have to oh, do checks a lot. That's yeah. really interesting. I did you just do it on like a piece of notebook paper? You know, could you fool them? I don't <laughs> Someone could hand me something and say to the chicken, like, yeah, maybe that's what it was like. I don't know. But did, do you have, like, experience with writing instruments, like, from school then? Surely mm -hmm. you had to take notes or something, right? Yeah, I was I was homeschooled. So, like, note-taking wasn't really a thing. I just read a book, and then I, like, did the quiz and then moved on with my life. Okay. Well, yeah, so I don't really, like, yeah, I use pens, but also pens are so permanent. Mm. And I have such bad handwriting, you know. Oh like, wow, pencil's we, a little better. Yeah, pencil is more forgiving. I think whenever you use a pen, it's like whatever you write, that's it. You know, there's no going back. And mm. I, I, I don't think I can deal with that pressure. Well, you know? I, the permanence, the commitment of a pen is just too yeah. much. I, I need, <laughs> I need the ability to take back my mistakes if needed. You know. I understand. I see. I see. <laughs> <laughs> For for those who want to live light and free, you know, <laughs> just commit to pencils. Pens are way too much. Yeah, well, there's no, it, there's so much pressure because, like, what if you like write it like slightly off, or what if it's like you know you misspell accidentally, which happens, you know, you know sometimes people misspell things. Life life doesn't have autocorrect, and you can never take it back. <laughs> that pen has just made that decision for you. <laughs> you you're really make you're really making me want like. Like an like like I have to talk into like a little like a little jar where no one can hear me, and then like five minutes go by before it like actually gets said. 
so I can think about it and also maybe autocorrect. But it's a different, it's a different topic. Do, do have you ever had a really runny pen? That's where I was kind of trying to get to. Yeah, I think every time I write like a birthday card, I always blow on it a lot because I'm always so worried the pen is gonna smudge, especially the sharpie pens. Mm, I, yeah, some ink is sm less smudgy than others, but I I do a lot of I do a lot of work with a pen because of my because of my job. But um, I like I like pens that just want to like explode ink everywhere. I, I if I have to apply, <laughs> you if, like the chaos. Yeah, I like the chaos. If I have if if I have to. If I barely think about writing, I want ink to come out. You know, there's nothing I hate worse than a pen I gotta like use some muscle on. You know, I don't I don't wanna be like at that point, like some pens, like I feel like I should just get out a chisel and some stone tablets. Like what was the point? I gotta etch this into paper. I I, I, I like a really runny, like the runnier the better. I've never had a pen where I feel like I've had to use force whatsoever. There's never been a point where I've been like yeah, yeah, I really gotta hunker down on this. <laughs> okay, all right. Now we're getting down to some deepness <laughs> because everyone else in the world acts like this too. Like it's no big deal, and I'm yeah. just starting to think I can't hold a pen right. <laughs> like I don't know how to use them because no one else. Like I'll pick up five pins and they all suck, and then I'll set it down and someone else will pick it up and they'll be like, "Oh, this pen's fine." I'm like, "What in the heck? Why would it work for me? Is it the <laughs> angle? Are my hands just like made of?" glass and i don't like i have no strength i have no idea maybe maybe you're putting too much pressure on it yeah i'm so i'm angrily just telling it to work but yeah yeah what if you're putting so much you pressure have no on it memory because... of a pen that doesn't work for you that's crazy i mean i mean sometimes like the ink is out but oh uh, my gosh yeah the ink will go out and then someone else will try and the ink will be out but sometimes you can just shake it or you can do like you know the lick test where you like you know you give it a little <laughs> Do you ever you suck on it, it a little bit? Because that's. I mean, no. <laughs> I, I've done that one. It is it can end badly. <laughs> Why are you sucking? I mean, there are pens you can do that with. There's the there's the the one with the more illegal substances. Like it's oh, more that's legal. True. Yeah. I yeah, was. Gonna, I thought you were going. I thought you were going to go with oh, like like you know the flavored ink kind, like grape, like grape. Oh. Grape. <laughs> it's a writing tool and a food. Like one of those sharpie sniffers. Well, those are nice. Those are, are nice. they nice? Are I they? think so. <laughs> I always felt sick. I didn't understand where people. Every are once like, in a while, I get out a sharpie when I got to do something. I'm like, oh, that is that's kind of a that's kind <laughs> of a treat for the nose. <laughs> it's so alluring, the sharpie. <laughs> um, uh, go ahead. So, is there any types that we can go over? I guess some of the historical ones are kind of cool. Yeah, let's um, do the historical. I'm good with it. Okay, so a dip pen. Um, consists of a, nebble, a metal nib with capillary channels like mm. that of a fountain pen mounted on a handle or holder, often made of wood. A dip pen is called such because it usually has no ink reservoir and must therefore repeat, be repeatedly dipped into an ink pot in That's order nice. to recharge, recharge the nib with ink while drawing or writing. <laughs> Do you think back in the day they said recharge? Because I feel like that's such like a, we have electricity. I don't know. It's like every year they come out with a new pen that holds its charge a little longer. <laughs> Wouldn't it be cool if they had like, um, they phased out ink entirely and they just had electric pens? You know what I mean? Like, I guess you oh. kind of have it because you have like a tablet and you have a pen for a That tablet. is kind of what it is like, like, like e-paper kind of thing. That is good. Yeah. Yeah, we just phase out paper entirely. That would be kind of cool. I just want to phase out having to hold the pen. 
<laughs> Maybe like right pen fingers. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Edward Scissorhands, but with pens. <laughs> um, the dip pen has certain advantages advantages over a fountain pen. It can use waterproof, pigmented, particle, and binding based inks, such as so called India ink, drawing mm. ink, or acrylic ink. Ooh, acrylic ink sounds cool. Which yeah. would destroy a fountain pen by clogging, as well as the traditional iron gall ink which can cause corrosion in the fountain pen. Dip pens are now mainly used in illustrations, calligraphy, and comics. A particularly fine-pointed type of uh, dip pen known as a crow quill, this is a horrible name, is a favorite instrument of artists such as David Stone, Martin, and Jay Lynch because its flexible metal point can create a a variety of delicate lines and textures and tones in response to variations of pressure while drawing. I, I feel like I'm going into a whole another level where people really think about pens. Like I feel really like that think too. About them. I've always wanted to collect something, but I could never make up my decide my mind what it is. Maybe this is it. That would be so cool. I, do you see the, the picture? Tech? Oh, you could do the ink brush. Do you see the ink brush where like the side where you have to like Wait, scrape? Where? It's um if you go down the historical, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. little pictures. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, isn't that cool? Yeah. Never... Are they melting that ink bar? I can't tell, but that looks cool. Let's read about it. Okay, so the ink brush is the traditional writing implement in East Asia calligraphy. Mm. The body of the brush can be made from bamboo or from rare materials such as red sandalwood, glass, ivory, silver, and gold. <clears throat> the head of the brush can be made from hair or feathers, a variety of uh, of a wide variety of animals, including the weasel, rabbit, deer, <laughs> chicken, duck, goat, pig, and tiger. Wow, I definitely what... <laughs> want a weasel ink brush. I want a tiger ink brush. That seems, mm, yeah. That would be fancy. Those are two varying uh, <laughs> opinions. You're like, I want the weasel. I was like, I want the tiger. <laughs> Weasels are hilarious. <laughs> the weasel is kind of hilarious, honestly. But I think I'd feel bad about it. I don't think I feel bad about the tiger, but I would feel bad about the weasel. Well, I'm assuming these are collected in a non-harmful manner. Y- you but, would think. You know, maybe not. I don't yeah, know. You never know. Weasels um, are just walking comedy. I'm just saying. They are. They are. But you know, they're what? always they doing the it. cutest, silliest things. Oh, weasels. And they'll you take your fun. stuff. You know what pet I always wanted growing up? Mm. I always wanted a squirrel. And I imagine having a weasel would be a lot similar to having a pet squirrel. I think so. And I think squirrels would take your stuff too. I find really low levels of theft to be the funniest thing ever it's so cute <laughs> especially when done by animals animal thefts are great <laughs> you're like oh <laughs> if, you, if you if you want a job that keeps you in a cheerful mood become an animal theft detective <laughs> why is there a job for that <laughs> i don't know i, I don't know it, but that's i'm missing i'm missing all I'm missing all of my hair ties, and I'm pretty sure Meowkins is taking them. <laughs> but I don't know where it's stored them at. Oh, they eat them. Oh, well, yeah, that's that's a whole different type of uh, law enforcement there. Yeah, it's it's a real issue. I saw this TikTok on it about how one of the cats had to get surgery because they ate too oh, many hair ties. No. And because I was thinking it because uh, Luna steals all of my hair ties, too, but I never find them. I think she's eating them. Oh my God. Look behind your, your stove. Just saying. I've done it before. Oh, okay. Well, that's, that's good too. Yeah. Check behind your stove. You never know. You like never know. There. 
All right. Anyway, there's also a traditional uh, a tradition both in China and Japan of making a brush using the hair of a newborn Ugh, as a once in a lifetime oh. souvenir for the child. That's kind of creepy. That's unusual. Yeah, it's so unusual. I don't like that. It makes me uncomfortable. Mm. Just, just tiny little baby hair. <laughs> I was like, do they kind of hang the baby by its ankles and sort of dip its head in the ink? And <laughs> just using swing the baby. The baby. I mean, <laughs> I think that does not seem like the safest thing, but I'm not going to tell people what the tradition should be. Just dipping an entire baby head in some ink. <laughs> yeah. The baby's yeah, used to it such, and understands. Yeah, yeah, no, it makes such a good, uh, a good finished product. You know that baby hair. Oh yeah, it's the freshest. Um, <laughs> uh, this practice That's is fresh. <laughs> this practice is associated with the legend of an ancient Chinese scholar who ranked it first in the imperial examinations using such a personalized oh. brush. Um, calligraphy brushes are widely considered an extension of the calligrapher's uh, arm. Nice. Today, calligraphy may also be done using pen, but pen calligraphy does not enjoy the same prestige as traditional brush calligraphy. I'll buy that. I'll buy that. You know, actually, um, I took Japanese in high school, and mm -hmm. um, our teacher was actually from Japan, and he brought in, when we were learning it, he brought in newspapers so that we could practice the like strokes for like how you're supposed to like um draw certain characters mm -hmm. and he made us use like these ink um like these brushes like kind of an ink brush kind of but it was more like a like a pot of ink and not like what you see here yeah mm -hmm. but he was just like well you can try a pen but you're this is so you can see how like the brush goes on the paper He's like, see how the lines kind of fade in and out. And it, like, he's like, this is how you do it. And we'd spent the entire day just going over like basic structure, like top to bottom, how you should do it. So that I think like, like the most relaxing thing ever. I love that. It was really nice. I love that class so much. But I think I think like that makes me think unless I just had a really weird Japanese teacher that they still probably <laughs> use that. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> There's always the option. He was, he was a weird one. My Japanese teacher uh, in college was, um, she was a comparative studies person, I believe. You know, she was doing grad school. And uh, mm. she, she was funny because she would just be like, oh, yeah, this is really hard. You're never going to get this. That's basically what she'd say every day. <laughs> oh, that's sad. Yeah, but it was funny, though. She was a very cheerful person. <laughs> she'd say it kind of in like a teasing way. It'd be like. All right, Aaron, go ahead and say that sentence. And I would screw it up. And she's like, Yeah, you're terrible. You know, and I was like, this, <laughs> she, She's like the opposite of your teacher. She's like, tell, like get, You're like getting in touch with your soul, you know, yeah. through calligraphy. And she's just laughing at me. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> she, was, she was great. Actually, I, 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 I can't remember her name right now, but it's been a while. But uh, she was fantastic. All right, should we wrap it up? Also, do we have someone join? I think we had someone join. Oh, Dustin. Me, the Dustin, yes. The Dustin. Hi, welcome to the show. We're, we're kind of getting close to wrapping up on pens. If you'd like to join us on that Wikipedia page. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah pens. Uh, you can read the last uh, section, which is on history. The well, history I'll, I'll, I'll fire it off while he gets it, and I'll let him pick it up. So history... Ancient Egyptians had developed writing on papyrus scrolls when scribes used thin reed brushes or reed pens 
from a certain plant or sea rush. In his book, A History of Writing, that sounds really fun, Stephen Roger Fisher suggests, on the basis of finds at Saqqara, the reed pen might well have been used for writing on parchment as long ago as the first dynasty, 3000 BC. Okay, so pens could be up to 5,000 years old is what I'm getting there. Reed pens continue to be used until the Middle Ages, but were slowly replaced by quills from about the 7th century. Okay. Okay, so reeds got replaced by quills, and then bamboo, and still parts of Pakistan's students still learn to write that way on small wooden boards. The reed pen survived until Pappers was replaced as a writing service by animal skins, vellum, and parchment. Yeah, that's different. Yeah. The smoother surface of skin allowed finer, smaller writing with the quill pen derived from the flight feather. Yeah, we saw quills earlier. The quill pen was used in Qumran, Judea, to write some of the Dead Sea Scrolls, which date back to around 100 BC. Wild. So pens have been around. They've been doing some stuff with these pens. I mean, it Um, seems like they just went from, like, you're writing with a stone to straight to pens. Yeah, I think so. That mm-hmm. seems right. Yeah. They, they, uh, there's specific references to quill pens in the writings of St. Isidora of Seville in the 7th century. Quill pens were still widely used in the 18th century and were used to write and sign the Constitution of the United States in 1787. Okay. You know what American did this? Because when you mention all this stuff, like, you know, ancient Egypt, like you're seeing the Dead Sea... Like, uh, you know, Hebrew, like all this uh-huh. stuff. You're thinking of all these, like, like, all these civilizations that are so old, and so grounded, and have so much history. And then it was like, in the Constitution of the United States, I was like, oh. <laughs> you gotta get a little American stuff in there, you know? Come on. It just doesn't seem like that's not, the most pressing. <laughs> I'm not writing thing. this wiki article for free. Gabby, I mean, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna, gonna support my country while I do it. <laughs> I just don't think I think the Dead Sea Scrolls are a little bit more impactful than the Constitution of the United well, States. Like every country has a constitution. Like yeah, what? what? What were they thinking? What were they thinking? <laughs> a copper nib was found on the ruins of Pompeii, showing that metal nibs were used in the year 79. That's crazy. Yeah, that is Wow, nice. that's some good tech for that long ago. There's also reference to a silver pen to carry ink in in the diary from this is weird, 1663. It's like, okay, it's they it's thousands just because of they years had, in the future. Yeah, they, they had to mention the constitutions and now it's like it's jumping all over. <laughs> it's, it's really diluting. We've the gone off here. the rails. Yeah, because why is it talking about Pompeii and then coming up here to like 1663? I'm confused. I, I guess, yeah, it's a little bit too much. New invented metal pens. I guess they're covering metal pens in a way. We're advertising mm. the Times in 1792. A metal pen pat point. A metal pen point was patented in 1803. Um, I've I've heard some some stories about the engineering and manufacturer pens. They're pretty epic, but most that's not covered here, which is probably for the best. Is it is it for the best? Well, you know, because it could get long. Like mm. I like I bet if we clicked into ballpoint pen, like we could probably read some epic story of like an old cannon factory that 
they needed to make something after the war ended and they were like, you know what? We could make pens. I got an idea. We'll just shrink all the equipment down and it'll be like making a cannon, but it'll be for riding. <laughs> That's not that. Is that how they decide on it? <laughs> yeah, you know, it'll be something like that, you know? Oh, yeah, and, sure, like, sure. and then and then the whole world became more literate because cheaply available pins were made by the cannon dude. By the cannon dude. Oh, yeah. man, the cannon dude. <laughs> yeah, he, he's the one that overthrew the ruling pin. All <laughs> the ruling pin. <laughs> oh, man. War does so many good things for us. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The tagline of the show. <laughs> Wars, they do good things for us. Wars, what are they good for? Everything. Kind of, according to Wikipedia, <laughs> everything. Yeah. Uh. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dustin, would you like to read a little bit before we kind of get to the end of the of the the episode? Uh. Yeah. So you did the copper nib. Mm-hmm. Uh, the earliest historical record of a pin is that where we're at? That's yeah, I guess that is where we're at. Yeah, yeah. The earliest historical record of a pin with a reservoir dates back to the 10th century AD in 953. Mod al Maiz, the fat fatimid caliph of Egypt, demanded a pin which would not stain his hands or clothes and was provided with a pen which held ink in a reservoir and delivered it to the nib. Okay. This this pen may have been a fountain pen, but its mechanism remains unknown. And only one record mentioning it has been found. Wow. A later reservoir pen was developed in 1636 in his Delicae Physico-Mathematicae 1636, German inventor Daniel Schwentner described a pen made from two quills. One quill served as a reservoir for the ink inside the other quill. Oh. The ink was sealed inside the quill with a cork. Mm. Ink was squeezed through the small hole to the writing point. In 1809, Bartholomew Folch received a patent in England for a pen with an ink reservoir. Hmm. 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 A student in Paris, Romanian Preche Pornari. I think we just gave the hardest like portion for someone to read to Dustin. Like <laughs> right, I just read the entire Wikipedia page <laughs> like this. But yeah, the uh Precharch Po Naru. <laughs> a fountain pen that had that used a quill as an ink reservoir. The French government patented this in May 1827. Fountain pen patents and production then increased to the 1850s. The first pen on a ballpoint pen was issued in October 30th, 1888 uh, to John J. Loud. Sounds like a comic book character. Gotcha. Um, yeah. John J. Wild. <laughs> yeah. 1938, Laszlo Biro, a Hungarian newspaper editor, with the help of his brother George, a chemist, began to design new types of pins, including one with a tiny ball mm. in its tip that was free to turn in a socket. As the pin moved to- along the paper, the ball rotated, picking up ink from the ink cartridge 
and leaving it on the paper. Bureau filed a British patent in June 15, 1938, and 1940, the Bureau brothers and their friend, Juan Jorge Main, moved to Argentina, fleeing Nazi Germany. On June 17, 1943, they filed another patent. They formed the Bureau Pins of Argentina, and by the summer of 1943, the first commercial models were available. Erasable ballpoint pens were introduced by Papermate in 1979, hmm. when the eraser mate was put on the market. Very interesting. Uh, it goes on a little bit. Uh, Slavo, Slavoljub, Edward Pinkala, a naturalized Croatian engineer and inventor of Polish-Dutch origin from the kingdom of Croatia, Slovenia, in Austria-Hungary, became renowned for further development of the mechanical pencil, 1906, then called an atomic pencil, automatic pencil, excuse me, and the first solid ink fountain pen, 1907, collaborating with the entrepreneur by the name of Edmund Moster. He started the Pincala Moster Company, and built the pen and pencil factory that was one of the biggest in the world at the time. The company exciting. now so exciting. Now called Taz Pinkala still exists today. T O Z stands for Tvornica Olavica Zagreb. Excellent. <laughs> Meaning Zagreb pencil factory. In the 1960s, the fiber or felt tip pen was invented by Yukio Hori. Wow, that's pretty recent. That's really recent. 1960s. Tokyo Stationery Company, Japan. Papermate's cool. Flare was among the first felt tip pens to hit the U.S. market in the 1960s, and it has been the leader ever since. Marker pens and highlighters, both the similar felt pens, have become popular in recent times. It talks about the okay. roller ball, rollerball pens in the 1970s, a porous point pen ooh, contains a point made of some porous materials such as felt or ceramic high quality drafting pin will usually have a ceramic tip since this wears well and does not broaden when pressure is applied while writing. Although the invention of the typewriter, the personal computer with the keyboard input method has offered another way to write. The pin is still the main means of writing. Many people like to use expensive types of pins and brands of pins, including the fountain pins and those. These are sometimes regarded as status symbol. I was going to ask about status pins. Mm. Wasn't sure if it was previously covered in the article. Yeah. No, not really. We talked about it for a little bit. We did. You, you've seen people that have like, it's like a status thing. They got like a nice pin. The yeah. Roll pens. We did talk about those. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I was telling Gabby, I have... I literally have thousands of pins in my house, but I, but I, I've never quite um, gone to the like collector connoisseur level. Like I'll buy nice pins from the like the craft store, the art store, but like I've never gone out and bought like a hundred dollar, you know, fancy pen. I guess you call it truly fancy. Just a pen hoarder. I'm a pen hoarder, <laughs> which they don't mention here, but apparently is a real problem in the United States. It's. It probably is. It sounds like it. And then, <laughs> and then, um, it's it doesn't. It kind of reminds me of people who who collect nice watches. It's, it feels like it's similar. It's like it's like an appreciation for the precision machining and the artistry of it and the functionality, kind of all wrapped up into one. And of course, the look. 
is that is that like a good is that sound like a good read to you is that what you see with the pin thing for sure yeah i feel like i just would lose it that's what i told gabby yeah. I, I i would need a what if the if the pin was a thousand dollars i need like at least a two thousand dollar technological system to keep up with it <laughs> the more expensive it was the better the tracking tool uh i have a new thing i want to do i kind of want to rate this page i think this is a nice page oh it's brief it's got a lot of um it kind of gets to the point oh my Dense. gosh but it has a lot of nice uh, imagery <laughs> to the and yeah and it has um a lot of nice uh branches you know it tells us all these different kinds of pins but if you want to read more about it you go there and all these little close-up shots gabby they look amazing the close-ups are nice. Um, I do think this was a well-crafted Wikipedia page. Um, but <laughs> Here I do, it comes. Yeah, I think it's. I'm still a little upset that they mentioned the Constitution of the United States. Yeah, it's a little bit the of bias. The Dead Sea Scrolls. Uh, I don't <laughs> know what else was in there, but the way they composed the history section <laughs> was so confusing. I it really was hard well, for me to wrap my head around it. So. So I was wondering about that. So I think what they were trying to do is show the progression. It's like, okay, they, they had these badly. they had these like reed pins, and then that was surpassed by a nibbed pin, and then that was surpassed by a reservoir pin, and then it was a ballport pin, and then it was some of the other stuff like the felt tip pin. But, but think, that's not lined out as clearly as it probably could be. I think that would have been cool, yeah. Um if they had like maybe done bullet points so i could kind of understand what they're doing yeah you're right i think that's the improvement they could have here yeah it was organized incorrectly and thus they are getting points reduced by me so suck it well i love the pictures and i love the fact that they were thorough but gabby's made her decision Mm -hmm. history (laughs) section needs a little bit of organization so as a kid i was really into these space pins Mm. which yeah. you know you can like you can ride upside down and underwater mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. awesome so there's a joke of, about it i think it's a joke but basically the u.s spent like two million dollars to develop this pen that could write in space mm-hmm. the russians used a pencil <laughs> yeah i've heard that before i forgot about that i think it's a joke because like you don't want like pencil dust in your spaceship <laughs> probably not <laughs> uh, all right quick question for you dustin then we'll round table out or whatever but have you ever had trouble getting pins to work correctly because i have a really gabby and i were talking about this before you came on i have a really complicated history with pins not working well for me like they just won't write uh usually i, I lose it before then <laughs> <laughs> I was t- said that there's there's like pens where you just have to put so much force into it and it's upsetting and he likes ones that are easy gliding and I'm like what pen are you using that you have to put a ton of force into I don't understand yeah and then I and then I'm like I think I'm holding it wrong <laughs> no it's like the it's the Mjol- Mjolnir of pens like it only works for the chosen one I get, I think so. <laughs> I actually have pens. I have a jar of pens that I don't really want to throw away, but I can't get to write, and they're all in a jar, so the ink faces downward. I'm hoping gravity will help them out. <laughs> I may have to heat them up. I don't know what else to do. <laughs> you don't boil your pens? No, but I'll. But I'll. 
<laughs> yeah, we suck, blow, heat them up, get them hot, bang them around, you know, tap them, whatever. But I'll, but I'll have pins and I'll try to write something, and someone else will come on and pick it up, and it'll work just fine. <sighs> it's terrible. But um, all right. Uh, I, I've got kind of a long list, but Gabby, what, what's your uh, closing remarks for this for this uh, episode on pins? Um, episode on pens. Um, I think that this is a really cool article and I'm still going to continue to not use them often. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's my takeaway. (laughs) Dustin, what do you got? I know you're really here for the end, but yeah, yeah. Uh, Hmm. I like a pen. I mean, I'd rather use a pen than a pencil most of the time, even if I have to like make mistakes. Um, some pins that I like would be the Pilot High Tech is a good pin. Ooh, I also specific. like uh, Zebra. Zebra makes a a good feeling pin. It's not the best riding pin, but it's a good. It's, it like feels good it, in your hand. You like the touch. Yeah, I like um, the uh, Micron sort of ooh. artist pin. Those are nice. I'm also curious about we've talked about before the the pin type A. I'm going to buy one of those. I have to. You got they're, to, yeah. They're fantastic looking. And that the, that company is so neat. I, I actually was looking at something of theirs yesterday. CWNT is their name. Yeah. Um, okay, so a couple real quick. So is like a pin factory, is this like, is this like a Silicon Valley startup kind of thing where I'm like, hey, Dustin, I know a lot about writing. You know about chemistry. Let's start a pin factory. Is that is that what was going on back then? Like, uh, uh, I, I feel, I feel like, I feel like if I went, I feel like if I went to a friend and was like, "Hey, you want to get in the pin business?" Would be a, that'd be an odd, odd choice. But I guess back then it was probably profitable. We'll change the world. Yeah, let's change Ooh. the world. I know how to write. <laughs> um, and then I think uh, the Tokyo Stationery Company sounds like a delightful place to work. I wanted that to point does. that out. Yeah. And actually, the pen I was using didn't write very well, per usual, and I can't read my own notes. (laughs) (laughs) We've gone full circle here at uh, Wikilickers. And then uh, my last comment has nothing to do with pens. But uh, Gabby, I think we should do a, a mega episode, a Wagnerian epic episode, where we read a wiki page about how to pronounce words in every language oh my god that would be so and, cool because and, i'm so bad at it <laughs> it'd be an eight hour long episode where we're all learning how to speak correctly <laughs> i like okay apparently it's this issue um where if you're younger and you end up reading to people you end up reading more than talking like antisocial mm. kids you end up learning um, words based on, and the English language is really great for this. You learn it based on how it's supposed to be like said if you read it. Because mm. if you're reading something, you pronounce it in your head and you go, okay, that's normal. But then if you hear someone else say it, it's got some funky English pronunciation that doesn't make sense whatsoever based on like, you well, know. Hold on. Hold on. How, do you, how did you say that uh, P word, Aaron? Oh, I don't know. The, the paper word? <laughs> paper word i can't remember what you're talking about what is it p-a-p-y-r-u-s papyrus that's how i say it oh you said it differently i did yeah oh papyrus i think that's how you said it probably 
But it probably know. makes sense because if you look at it phonetically, you're like, hmm, maybe that's how that pronounces. Well, but then someone says it and it's got some funky English well, you know, pronunciation. You, you mentioned Japanese earlier and Japanese is really easy to pronounce. For so the most part, easy. Once, you, once you learn the phonemes or whatever they're called. Yeah, right. it's so easy. I think yeah. they actually have less phonemes than we do. So that so yep, that's gonna so book it on your calendar, you know, next for your next vacation from work, where we spend a week to learn every language in the world. So you can do it. <laughs> so we can, week. And all of our listeners are welcome to join us on this epic <laughs> knowledge crusade. Well, uh, if no one else has anything, I think that might be the episode. So, well, one, one thing I noticed is that the Tokyo Stationery Company is now called Pintel. Pintel. I'm going to look into this. <laughs> I'm going to look into this. All right. Well, thanks for having us, everybody. Talk to you later. Peace, peace, peace.